listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I hope that you are doing well and having a great time. We are kicking off fall as we record. The weather's starting to change. The days are getting shorter. The things that we used to do outside, we're going to start to do more things inside. And that kind of makes me think of staying inside and playing some games. You might play games around the table. Chances are our kids are playing games on screens. And so we as adult leaders need to be aware of the influence of games and gaming on our kids. We know that there's interest there. Um, And we also need to know how to talk to parents about how they can coach their kids, how we can coach them as they lead their kids in how to interact with their children in a healthy way and in a godly way around games and gaming. Our guest today is a good friend of the podcast and of Lifeway Kids, our friend Drew Dixon over from the Lifeway student team. He leads uh, team leader, Drew, of ongoing Bible studies over there. Drew's also the co-founder of a pretty cool website called Love Thy Nerd. And so, Drew, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Excited to chat with you about games and ministry and all that good stuff. Well, you have a brand new book, Drew, that has just come out, and we're going to talk about that. We'll get to that in a moment. Your book is called Know Thy Gamer, A Parent's Guide to Video Games. We're going to discuss some of the things in the book. There's there's so much meaty stuff in here. The book's about 130, 135 pages. It's an easy read, but it is just packed with really good observations and perspective that uh, that I, as a parent, have valued. And that I think that is going to be really helpful to our kids ministry leaders as we talk to parents about gaming. But first, but first, I want to ask Drew... Do you have a favorite classic video game? So I grew up, I'm a child of the 80s, right? I remember being a little kid when I was super little, like Pong was brand new, right? He had the little paddle on the screen of the ball. And then I lived in the arcade generation. So when I was in middle school, uh, in grade school, you had a pocket full of quarters and you went to the arcade, your mom dropped you off. And when you ran out of change, you were done, right? I remember looking like on the ground under machines to find another quarter to play a little bit more Donkey Kong or whatever it was. So of all those classic old school, big box arcade style games, what were some of your favorite old video games? Yeah. um, So my brother and I growing up played a lot of Contra together. So Contra would be a favorite. Um, that game was impossible to beat unless he knew the cheat code, but we, we knew the cheat code, of course. Oh, nice. Did. Um, but uh, yeah, Contra, I loved all the Zelda games. I've still, Zelda continues to be um, just a wonderful series. Um, so like uh, probably like a link to the past. I also liked a lot of the Square Enix games. If you know those like Final, Final Fantasy those. series. So what were your, Drew, what was your games. platform? What was your gaming platform of choice back in the day? So like my parents bought a Nintendo Entertainment System, an NES, when okay. I was early, early grade school, probably. And they bought it for themselves. Funnily enough, my mom thought she would want to play it. Um, and then they played Mario and Duck Hunt a little bit, and then it became my brother and I's system. We kind of adopted it as our toy. <laughs> um, and then, of course, I got a, a a Super Nintendo after that and played a lot of, like, Super Mario World and, like I said, the Final Fantasy games. Um, yeah. Uh, I know there's a whole... Really 
Yeah, there's a whole group of listeners who who remember those platforms and those games. I'm just a little bit older than you. Let's let's just leave it there. I'm just a little older than you, Trey. So I go back sure. to like the original Atari 2600 and Activision and those kind of game mm-hmm. systems. And we had all the cartridges. You had to blow on them. You know, all that. Oh all yeah, the I mean, dust we had to do that stuff. with yeah. And- with the Nintendo, Nintendo totally, yeah. totally. So, yep. but it's interesting that, you know, depending on your age, you kind of entered into gaming or you have a reference for what that was like. Truthfully, yep. most of us have played some sort of a video-based game. Uh, we may have people now who play games on their phones uh, mm-hmm. and it might be Candy Crush or it might be something else, but games is Wordle. something that's just a part, Wordle. Yeah, that's a <laughs> part of our life now, right? Yep. For sure. Yeah, it is. And I think, you know, there's all different types of gamers these days. There's casual, there's hardcore, there's um, strategy gamers. And there's, you know, there's it's a huge, diverse world of video games is now Um, and, you know, puzzle games and everything else. So, uh, yeah, more likely than not, you actually are a gamer and you may just think you're not. But if you Uh pull out your phone every now and then and play you know, Wordle or Candy Crush or anything on your phone. Like you're actually, you're, you're a type of gamer. And so I think we need to recognize that about our culture and about ourselves, like more people are gamers than not. And so Mm -hmm. let's, let's learn to navigate that instead of sort of like, I don't know, turning up our noses at it, which we do sometimes in the church. (laughs) And for some, yeah, for, for some of us adults, uh, video games have been something that, you know, that we've, uh, dabbled in or that we're aware mm-hmm. of that we've done a little bit for our kids. They have grown up in a game, yeah. in a gaming world. And so mm-hmm. how is it different? How do, how do kids approach gaming differently than maybe some of us did as uh, who are adults now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like most of us today, most parents today did grow up with video games. It was just a whole different era. Like, I don't really remember much of my childhood when video games weren't around, although there was a good stretch because we didn't, I didn't start till elementary school, but it's just different. Now, the big difference now is that everything is connected to the Mm -hmm. internet. So the way we game is much more um, social. Although I would say my gaming growing up was pretty social. It was just, it was social in a different way. Like I talked to my friends about games all the time. And they would come over to my house and we would play games on the same screen together. Yes. People are playing games together more now than they used to. It's just predominantly online. And so, yeah, games are connected to social media. Games are connected. Um, just, you know, even if people aren't playing together, even if kids aren't playing together, they're they're They see each other online playing. Uh-huh. They know what uh-huh. each other are playing online. They're having conversations about it. They're swapping stories. Yeah, it's it's very connected and there's good and bad to that. Um, there's a lot of good in it in that kids are socializing. It's not this isolated. We think of gaming as this isolating activity that isolates us from the rest of the world. Yeah, that's not the way most kids are gaming. They're gaming in a way that is very social. Um, the one or some of the one or two of the bad parts of that is that, you know, they're opened up to this whole wide world when they get on mm-hmm. on games and there's some not so good things that can happen from that. We have to be careful yeah. who, you know, who our kids are gaming with online um, and what they're being exposed to, of course, when they get on the internet. And that should be of concern to us, whether they're surfing the web or, um, you know, trying to get on social media or playing a video game, uh, which by the way, as a side note, like I'm far more concerned about my kids 
uh, getting on social media. I I, I want to keep them away from social media as long as possible. Yeah, for Whereas, sure. Uh, video games is a there's there's more good there that uh, I think that we can find. But anyway. that, that social connection is something that I see. So my my youngest son is uh, is 13, uh, 14 now, 14. Sorry, Tate. And, uh, and he has an Xbox and he connects online to play games with his friends. So he's got friends from school, friends from soccer, and he'll have his yeah. set, headset on while they're playing a game, playing FIFA or playing Madden or playing, you know, whatever the game is of choice at the time. And he's on with a friend. He's talking with Luca mm-hmm. or he's playing with Aiden. And although I don't see that child there, they're actually having a real connection in real time while they play. Yeah. And it's very social. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, it's something we just need to recognize in our current like cultural um, moment that we live in is that this is a big part of how kids socialize Um, and games can be very good for the development of kids when played in moderation. Mm -hmm. Um, Games teach us creative problem solving. Uh, When we play games with other people, we learn teamwork. Uh, We're, we're forced to persevere. You know, games challenge us to persevere through problems and challenges. Um, communication, you know, if your child is playing with another friend on a headset, like they're communicating and actively like solving a problem together, all those things develop relationships, you know, they, they build relationships, which also can lead to connection and ministry. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really hard to, um, minister to someone or to point them to Jesus in a significant way. If you haven't spent time together doing something aside from just like preaching at them. Right. So, um, you know, we need to be careful here because a lot of our kids, uh, a lot of the kids in our ministries are not Christians yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but for those that are, I, I, I would want to open their eyes and their minds to see that, Hey, this can be an opportunity for ministry for mission. Talk a little bit more about that, Drew, because I know that you talk about at the end of the book uh, about video gaming as mission. What does that yeah. look like for a kid? What is how do how might we encourage that sort of a positive influence that they might be through mm-hmm. gaming? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's not that different from how we would encourage them to like see themselves as missionaries in every space of uh, every other space of life that they inhabit. So they go yeah. to school, like they go to a public school. Um you know, hey, if, even if they're homeschooled, it's still mission field. But, uh, you know, when yeah. they go to school, like that's an opportunity to, you know, sit at lunch with a kid who doesn't have many friends or sort of like like an example of how you can do ministry there. Well, the same thing is true or, or on the soccer team. Right. When you go to soccer practice, what what do we tell our kids if they're followers of Jesus? We say, hey, go out there, play hard, yeah. be a good example, like try to make a friend, make yeah. a friend. And, you know. If once you've made that friend, maybe you can invite them to church with us. Maybe, you know, there's a way you can love and serve them and, and point them to Jesus. Um, I think the same is absolutely true online uh, with the online video games or playing playing video games together. Um, they're an opportunity to build a relationship and then invite them into our world, you know, invite them into our world, which, which includes things like going to church and talking about Jesus and all those kinds of things. But um in, in this, in our current cultural moment too, like it's really hard to talk to someone at, about Jesus if you <laughs> haven't first built a relationship, I think. And so um, games give us an opportunity to build friendships, to do something together. I think it's especially true. I'm going to stereotype a little bit, but I think it's especially true for boys. Um, like it's just uh, like, I think, 
young uh, girls are better at socializing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and having conversation. Yes. Yeah. Like, like talking about things that matter. Uh, boys need to do something together first before they ever yeah. have any kind of meaningful conversation. So, um, yeah, but we all need, you know, we all need time together to, to have the relational capital to be able to do meaningful ministry and games provide and, an opportunity for that. Yeah. And that, that idea that we can talk while we're doing something else. Right. So a mm-hmm. lot of the times when you're on and when I observe my son, right. Cause this is not part of my world. I, I'm watching his, He's, I see him on, you know, playing a game with a friend and sometimes they're talking about their strategy in a, say a, you know, a military type game where they're trying to figure out how they're going to get this guy and you go that way and I'll go this way. And there's talk about the game, but there's also just talk in general where they're, they're, uh, they're connecting socially. And so they're talking about other things while they're playing some of the time. And so just that idea that we, when we do something side by side, it can actually open up more opportunities for us to talk about things that are not the thing we're doing just to connect in general. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I think, um, there is an opportunity there that we're missing. Uh, if we, if we just if our only posture towards gaming is to sort of thumb our noses at them or be annoyed by them. Yeah. Let's, um, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. yeah let's talk sure. about that, Drew. Cause I think, you know, kid, we, there kind of seems to be this kind of all or nothing pro or all positive or all negative view on video mm-hmm. games that we can take these postures. Kids seem to be all for it. They love it. They want to do yeah, it all the time. Sure. And parents <laughs> yeah. and adults seem to be totally against it. It's, you know, it's, it's more screen time and it's doing things that have you sitting still and, and uh, Mm -hmm. you know, just playing games all day is a waste of your time. So what's a, maybe a better perspective, right? You, and I know you talk in the book about video games are good. Video games are bad. Video games are opportunity for ministry. And so it's really, it's not any one of those things. It's not all good Mm -hmm. or all bad. What's a better perspective for us to take as adults? Can you coach us? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I sort of talked a lot already positively about video games, so I do want to acknowledge and affirm a lot of the parents and the concerns. Other who are frustrated. Like, your concerns, I, I don't know exactly what they are, but I can guess because I know what most parents' concerns are, and they're valid. Things like violence and, is my kid going to get addicted to this? Yeah. Are they ever going to make anything of themselves, <laughs> or are they going to be so into video games that they waste their lives? So, yes. valid concerns. I get it. I am a parent. I have three kids and I have the same, I have the same concerns. Um, That said, like, I think we need to, I think that the best thing to do is to sort of slow down and ask ourselves some questions about, you know, about the world that we live in and the way that God made it. And so uh, what we know about this world is that it was made good. God declared it good. In fact, he said it's very good, right? And that includes us. That includes everyone who makes video games. God intended his design for us as one that's very good. And he made us in his image. So when we play video games, every video game we play is made by someone made in the image of God. And that tells us that these are going the games we play are going to reflect something of God's goodness and beauty and glory. Um but we also know that as human beings, because of the fall, we're also broken. We're mm-hmm. we're sinful. And so games are also going to probably reflect something of our brokenness as human beings. So 
we shouldn't expect gaming to be all bad or all good. It's going to be a mix of those things. It's going to be a beautiful, complicated mess of all, you know, yeah. of all kinds of things. So, um, yeah, I think uh, it, once we have that foundation in place, we can sort of engage, start to make an effort to engage them as Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, what does a responsible relationship with gaming look like? What does it look like to game as a, to play games as a follower of Jesus? I think that's what we should be asking um, ourselves. And uh, there's ways to play video games that, that that I think do bring glory to God. And then there's ways that we might play them or engage them that would cause harm to ourselves or cause harm to our neighbors. Mm-hmm. And so if we're playing games in a way that's hurtful to us or to other people, then we need to reevaluate and say like, oh, maybe my relationship with this needs to change. Maybe the amount of time I play mm-hmm. or the amount of time my kids play mm-hmm. needs to change. So um, yeah, I'm all for like most 99 out of 100 kids need limits. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's that rare kid that that has so many different hobbies and interests that they'll play video games maybe 30 minutes a day and move on to the next thing, you know, but most kids, when it comes to screen time, they're going to need boundaries and limits. And it's our job as parents to help them to provide those boundaries so they can get the good out of gaming and avoid as much of, they're never going to, we're never going to avoid all of the bad of anything in this world, but we want to help our kids avoid as much of the bad and as much of what could be detrimental to their physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being as possible. At the beginning of your book, Drew, you talk about your friend Tim and his son Jonah, and and it's a great story about how we as parents uh, can sometimes respond in extreme ways mm. that are yeah. that we maybe regret. But there mm-hmm. is an emotional, you know, uh, we we want to we want to steer our kids well, and we don't always get that right. Would you tell a little bit about the, of that story about your sure. friend Tim and and what he did and how maybe that can encourage us to make some some different choices sure yeah yeah um and tim is one of lots of these kinds of stories um but yeah he his son was playing uh video games on the couch all day playing pokemon all day on the couch and just kind of being a brat (laughs) you know and you if you're a parent uh you've experienced this like Sometimes when your kids play video games all day, it seems like that turns them into a gremlin. Um, they're just grouchy. And when when they stop, kind. right? It's it's like yeah. they're having a great time when they're playing, but as soon as I say, hey, it's time to get off, I'm the bad guy yeah. and he gets grumpy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so my friend was just fed up with that. And finally, um, you know, Jonah's sister came and was begging him to play with with her and he pushed her and so i was pushing his sister was the final straw for jonah's dad tim and so he goes over there takes his nintendo ds which is like a portable gaming system and smashes it on the floor just destroys it um so not a good moment for my friend uh you know we we need to be very careful about our frustration with our kids getting to us Um, and I say this in the book, like if you're, if you, if you think in your mind, if my kids would just stop playing video games, I would be a better parent where you need to start is with yourself. Like you need to fix you before you try to step in and help your children, because we have to love the children God has given us, Mm -hmm. not the children we want them to be. Right. Um, and so if your kids are gamers, um, you need, you need to learn to love them. 
You need to learn to love them first and understand them. And then once we love and understand them and have made an effort to really understand where our kids are coming from, then we're in a position and a posture to provide proper guide rails and, 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 and limits in ways that will serve them well and mm. point them to Jesus. Um, yeah, I think this idea that we just parent in such a way that, um, you know, we just lay down the law and the kids have to deal with it. Um, to me, that doesn't really reflect the heart of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe my job is to raise my kids to love Jesus and love the world mm-hmm. um, and, and to point people to him. Um, I don't want to raise Pharisees. You know, I want to raise yeah. followers of Jesus. So. And ultimately, in a way that's self-governing, right? We want to teach mm-hmm. our kids values about yep. how they use their time and how they interact with their friends, whether that's mm-hmm. face to face or on the phone or through a gaming system or in any environment, uh, social yeah. media, that's not what this episode is about. But like you said, that's, that's a way different environment, uh, mm-hmm. for our kids to be in than in gaming. Um, now you're back to your friend, Tim, for a second. So his, sure. his initial response and frustration was to smash that controller. And then you show that he regretted that. And then he went the other extreme. Tell us about mm-hmm. where he went yeah. after that. Yeah. So I think most parents struggle with these two extremes. We either like get rid of all the games, like lock everything down, um, you know, put it all in the freezer or yeah, literally, right? with a lawnmower. Yeah. yeah. I've literally <laughs> seen videos of parents like running their kids' video games over with a lawnmower. Uh, don't, don't be violent That's- towards your kids' uh, possessions. Uh, and if please. we're going to disciple our kids, right, which we are discipling our kids, whether we think we are or not, we're leading them by example. They will mm-hmm. watch us and see Jesus in us or see him as the way that we behave. And so yeah. we need to be careful that we are not doing things that inadvertently cause them to resent us or the Lord mm-hmm. in that we need yeah. to parent them in a godly way. So Absolutely. running over yeah. the games so with then, the lawnmower is not recommended. Right. Yeah. But the other extreme, so the other extreme, the other extreme that, that Tim and a lot of, I hear a lot of parents end up doing this just because they're so tired of fighting about video games. They finally get to this place where like, fine, just fine. Just whatever. whatever you want to do, play as much as you want. We're not going to provide. And I think parents think um, like we've even, my wife and I have even sort of dabbled in that we've, we've sort of broken down finally and been like, all right, just play. Um, not quite to the level that Tim did, but there's this assumption that they'll eat. So it's like, if you let your kids eat sweets all day, we think they'll eat so much, so much sweets, so much candy that they'll like get It'll sick. It'll make them and sick they'll realize, or they'll quit. <laughs> yeah. They'll realize this that enlightenment, they right? That that's, I don't like candy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the reality is, is that kids are not that good at self-regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, they need our help. And so, yeah, when Tim let his kid just play all day as much as he wanted, when he didn't provide any guardrails or rules, like it just elevated all the behavior that they that made them resent their son. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they find themselves resenting him more and that relationship deteriorated further. Um, so, yeah. And so Both really there's a, there's are, a, yeah. Unhealthy, right? Yes. Yeah. Because if you get rid of all the video games, we're communicating to our children that video games are the problem and that video games are evil. And that's not true. Video games are a part of God's good creation. Now they're broken too. There's problems with them, but they're not categorically evil. That's a, um, you know, that's a, that's a common, um, heresy. It's mm-hmm. just not true. Yeah. Um, that, that 
that video games are, are categorically evil. But then if we if we give our kids over to them completely, like that's not a good approach either, because we're not doing what God's called us to do, which is to love and understand our children and and protect them and guide them. And so, so what are the find a middle ground? Yeah. And so you've already mentioned we need to set some limits. So there's wisdom in setting limits. It also mm-hmm. probably is wise for us, right, to know what our kids are playing, not not unlimited yeah. access to every game that's out there. Another filter for that sure. we can provide is to guide them towards because there's now there's ratings on the games, right? Some of them have yep. violence and language and things that we can either uh, turn off with parental controls or that we can say that's just a game that we're not going to play. So my wife, uh, for our son, uh, she has coined this language. She's like, I don't like you to play thug games right so there's games that are kind of thuggy where you you know steal things and beat people up let's not play those games let's play Mm. games that are more positive it's still gaming but we can play madden and fifa and other games uh that are maybe have a different uh, experience what are your thoughts on some of those filters drew and others that you might recommend yeah yeah um i mean i think the biggest thing is is as a parent is you should develop a tool set to make decisions about what is and isn't appropriate for your child. Every child is different. And so like the maturity level and so forth of every child um, and you as a parent uh, know your kids better than anybody else. You love them more. You love them better than anyone else. So actually like what I want to say to parents is you're, you're capable of making these decisions wisely and thoughtfully uh, with just a little bit of education. Right. Um, I agree with you. Like, I don't, I don't like the thuggy games either really. Um, but like ones where kids are doing where, where games are like encouraging you to do things that we would say are, are sinful. Yes. Right. Like, like Grand Theft Auto, um, where you're going around stealing cars and murdering people, uh, innocent people like that's, I'm not down with that. But, uh, that said, like, there's some really good tools out there to learn what kind of content is in the games your kids might get into. And you don't, it doesn't take a lot of time. So ESRB.org, uh, ESRB is the um, rating body for video games. Mm. They rate games like mature or E, which E means everyone. So they'll say like E10, which yeah. means everyone 10 and above. Mature means 17 and up um, and so forth. So um, generally, but yeah, you can go to ESRB, look up a particular game and see what kind of content's in it. I really like personally my one of my favorite websites for exploring the content of any kind of media is Common Sense Media. Mm-hmm. Uh, CommonSenseMedia.org. It's not a Christian reviewer, but it is very detailed. So if you want to know exactly what you're going to find in a movie, a show, a video game, that's a great resource. And they have parent reviews too. So they'll have parents are like, "Hey, I have a 13 year old son. We played this game together, or we watched the show together. Here was our." Here, here, here's our findings. Um, and here's the, and, you know, even kind of here's some conversations we had after, which I think is great. Um, so that's another great resource. I also think Twitch is a great resource to educate yourself about video games. Twitch is a online streaming platform for video games. So this is where you would go to like watch People yeah, watch other people play. play, right? And that's a thing yeah. where you actually, yeah. when you're not playing games, you can go watch <laughs> yep. other people play games. So yeah. that's something that you your kids will probably it, know about. They do. Yeah, they probably know a lot more about it than you do. Uh, but going onto Twitch and just searching, let's say they want to play the, the new Call of Duty game. Just go and search for that new Call of Duty game on Twitch. And within 
seconds, you can be watching someone play that game. And just watching five minutes or less of someone play a game gives you a really good sense of what kind of content, how violent like. it's going to be, hmm. you know, what, what kind of language it's going to have. You'll, you'll get a sense of what this game's about pretty quickly. And uh, that's a great way to sort of educate yourself. Um, but yeah, so Drew, that's uh, wonderful. And I assume all of this is in the book, correct? That uh, yep, these, these web, websites that you're referencing, and we're going to capture these and we'll post these in the mm -hmm. show notes, ESRB and Common Sense Media, so that we have those things uh, yeah. easy for leaders to find. Tell us, Drew, yep. who, who should read this book of yours? Sure. Who is this for? Who needs it? For, for me as a ministry leader, um, mm. how, how, how might I recommend this? Who, who needs to read this and how is it going to help them? Yeah, I think like if video games are, are a wedge between you and your children, then that's an emergency. You need to read my book right now. Like right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, like seriously, I think if, if, if video games, if you think of video games as this thing that's keeping you from loving your kids and being close mm -hmm. to them, that's, that's the primary person I wrote this book for. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that when we make an effort to understand our children and what they're into, um, there's a real opportunity for ministry to them to love them and serve them and point them to Jesus. And so, um, this book I think will help you, uh, not just set. Cause like there's a whole section on, I, I give screen time strategies. Here's some mm -hmm. screen time rule strategies. Here's like six different strategies you can use to set some screen time rules in your home. And then yeah. I give tips on how you should lay those rules down, how you should, uh, how you should create them. Like, so there's a lot of help, like practical help, but more than that, like, I think the big thing is, is, is loving our kids. Like, and, and that's, and, and that's making an effort to understand the things they're into. So if video games seem like completely foreign to you and you kind of hate them and you kind of just hate the fact that your kids love them, uh -huh. you need to read this book. Yeah, yeah. I think this, that's, this, this is for you. It's a great book and I have enjoyed it. I've, it's the kind of book listeners that you're going to go through. I recommend with a pen or a highlighter so you can highlight certain phrases that stand out, different concepts that you might want to talk about with your kids. The great thing is we can learn uh, how to lead our kids. And then there's stuff in here that's just super practical and super like relevant uh, for things that we can apply today to have better relationships with our kids and to coach them well around gaming. The book is Know Thy Gamer, A Parent's Guide to Video Games by Drew Dixon. It's available anywhere that you find your great books, but I would highly recommend that you go to lifeway.com. Lifeway.com is your place for all kinds of wonderful content, including this great book from Drew. Of course, you can find it on Amazon and other places, but I would love for you to go to lifeway.com. Drew Dixon, yeah, thank you. you so much. Thank you for the work you put into this book. Uh, this is a perspective that we need as ministry leaders and that we need as parents. And thank you for investing uh, yourself into pulling these thoughts together so that we have someone to look to to help us through this really important conversation. Thank you, Drew. Yeah, Thanks for, for sure. being here. And, uh, and yeah, we'll have you and, back again. Yeah. And it just what you said there just made me think of something that I think is worth mentioning. I think if you're a ministry leader, which is most of the people listening to this podcast. Yes. Um, I think... Like, obviously, I'm going to advertise my own book, but <laughs> but, uh, but I think this is for you, too, because the parents in your ministry are looking to you, right, as an example of like, hey, what they're going to ask you questions about this. Like, it's going to come up. Yes. So I think my book would help you. Um, yeah. Develop some vocabulary to have 
good conversations with parents, help them get on the right foot, not just with video games, with, with all kinds of hobbies and, and things that social media technology, all kinds of things that they need help with. Um, and, uh, and that they want to love their kids well. And, and so, um, yeah, I, I hope, hope that, hope it encourages you and, uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Well, and I can promise that it will encourage you. If this is an issue that you are working with, this book is essential. Make sure you have it on your shelf leaders. Make sure you recommend it to parents and families who will, will benefit from this content. So I'd encourage you to read it so that you are well-equipped to recommend it. Drew Dixon, thank you for being here. Listeners, thank you for listening. We'll see you back again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. 